Hey y'all, welcome back to Voices of the Body, the podcast. My name is Love Ashley Elaine and I will be your guide as we continue on this journey of listening to our body's voice, listening to our body, understanding our body, all the things, right? All the things. Um, So this month we are tapping into faith and diversity, right? I like to segment what we talk about each month to make it a little bit more relevant and expand on it a little bit more. Uh, this particular episode, though, I'm going there I'm talking about yoga, Christianity, and the church. My God. Whew. So, y'all know the vibes. Y'all know the vibes. Go prepare your mind, body, and soul as we get into this episode. Anybody that knows me knows that coffee is my thing. I wake up in the morning, I get me a cup of coffee. I also truly enjoy teas. Teas are so healing for the body, mind, body, and spirit. Ocean Royalty Healing's mission is to lead through transparency as a vessel to inspire healing. Each of their products are made with pure love and with the intention to provide emotional healing. Whether you're indulging in one of their herbal tea blends or um, or their thoughtfully crafted intention oils, you do so with so much joy. Ocean Royalty is here to offer physical, spiritual, and emotional healing through the curative power of energy healing, herbs, and crystals. Try any of their products at OceanRoyaltyHealing.com for 10% off with the code VOICESOFOCEAN. May peace and blessings reside with you always. And when you say healing energy, I can feel it, right? I never use products that I don't know where other people's hands are because healing comes from the hands. And these teas, amazing. I got the lavender chamomile tea to drink at night. And when I tell you the lavender is so potent, it hits you. And you like before you even take a sip, the the lavender coming from the cup with the nice steam when it's nice and hot. My eyes was ready to fall asleep. Like my eyes were closing just off the smell. Like I I was about to fall asleep with it sitting in my hand. Right. And it also tastes so good. So good. So so good. It's so it's so pure. You can taste the purity in this tea. I've also used or drink, I still drink the goddess womb tea. 
The Goddess Womb Tea, I highly recommend, ladies, uh, and men, you can buy this for your ladies, right, um, to help ease cramps during our, our cycles, our moon cycles, during, after our cycles, right, to help bring blood flow back in, to help clean out anything that needs to be cleaned out, to keep our wombs healthy, ladies. This Goddess Womb Tea is packed with vitamins, iron, magnesium, and antioxidants, and it's made with red raspberry, nettle leaf, hibiscus flower, orange peel, and rose hip. After I had my miscarriage, I was told that red raspberry, well, I Googled what I should eat, what I should drink, all those things. And I still, I haven't stopped drinking red raspberry tea. Red raspberry tea has been a saving grace. So this goddess womb tea is really good for clearing out any of those energies, right? Really restoring the womb and restoring the body. Our creativity comes from that space also. So go ahead and head over to OshanRoyaltyHealing.com for 10% off with the code Voices of Oshan. Soundstripe. And we are back. So I want to invite you to find a posture that is comfortable for your body. One that will allow you to relax the shoulders, but keep the heart space open. And I then invite you to bring your gaze down your nose or gently close your eyes if you feel safe in your body and in your surroundings. Just allow yourself to be present as you tap into the rhythm of your breath, feeling the belly and the chest rise as you inhale and feeling it come back to center as you exhale. And allowing yourself to release any tightening or tension or gripping that you feel in the body, releasing anything that you're holding physically, emotionally, mentally. Sounds drive. As you exhale. And I want to invite you to draw your attention to your belly, right? Where do you consider the center of your body? Where do you feel your inner, your inner voice, right? That, that intuition, where do you feel that speak to you? there's things that need to be confirmed that aren't clear mentally there's our intuition which is our soul our spirit that speaks to us but we don't get that communication just by our own self alone right that's not really how communication works all the time there is a divine being that is bigger than us, that is greater than us, 
that also communicates and affirms what we feel, what we think, what we see internally. And then confirms what the manifestation in that behavior needs to look like. Is it healthy? Is it harming? Is it helping? Is it pushing us forward into our growth, into our purpose, into the things that we desire? Because the things that we desire, we didn't, we didn't grow those things alone. They were planted within us. Soundstripe. And when the center is acknowledged and it's balanced, we're able to balance our feet and our footing and, and find our our firm our firmness right so your firm foundation starts Sounds at your driving. soul and moves throughout the body keeping you in a space where you're able to keep the heart open because you trust your center keeping us in a space where we're able to keep our hands open and ready to receive and ready to to give authentically because our center is balanced and even when things come in to try and slow us down or take us off our path our feet are firm because our center is firm right something that doesn't have a center doesn't really get to keep its balance but but where our our footing is we're able to keep it's like putting your feet in cement right. right but to keep the top part of the body to keep all of that in alignment there's a center that we need to keep in balance that we need to listen to that we need to keep in acknowledgement Sometimes there's anger in that center that we that we live through that has become character. You have permission to release that. What is at your core? What is at your center? Because what is there drives what you put out into the world, what behaviors you manifest, how you maneuver, how you treat people. So take a big breath in and release. One more big breath in and release. And last one, big breath in and release. Sounds right. And just give yourself some space to really sit with the question, what is at your core? Who are you at your core? Is it your trauma self or your divine self? And just give yourself some space here and we will be right back. Soundstripe.
sounds drive. One of my favorite things to have at home with me when I need to just unwind and relax my mind and my body or when I'm in those really deep healing spaces and just need something to bring me back to center are candles. Vintage Essence is a black woman-owned company that specializes in candles, wax melts, and car diffusers. I also love my car to smell good. VE's goal is to provide you with items that make you feel comfortable and relaxed and that make your home your jam. Who doesn't want their home to be comfortable? Who doesn't want their home to feel safe and smell good and to feel cozy? Go to VintageEssenceCo.com and use the exclusive code that was created for our listeners, Voices15, to get 15% off your order and become a candle cousin today. Listen, y'all, my favorite candle is Hookah Lounge and Rest Your Cakes. I was able to get some samples of Rest Your Cakes Hookah Lounge was in a sample box that I got that she that Vintage Essence did during Valentine's Day. I brought myself a cute little Valentine's Day candle set and brought myself some flowers. Ladies, don't ever think you can't buy candles for yourself on special holidays also. Hmm. Beautiful scent, long lasting, just like filled the room so quickly, but so softly at the same time. These candles were definitely made with love, definitely with prayer hands, knew it like, it's like the, the candle knew exactly what I needed when I needed it. So don't forget to use code VOICES15 at VintageEssenceCo.com. And we are back. Uh, so it's weird coming back to a single episode by myself with after doing a month of interviews. Um, yeah, they're really, really fun. So this episode, mm-mm, here we go. Um, I really wanted to, so Ever since I became a yoga teacher, like, I've been diving deeper into, of course, my practice um, and meeting, like, a really, meeting a lot of really good people, like, really dope people who are either um, still in the church or have migrated away from the church but still have like that that foundation of the church right um the bible the quran whatever you know that that sacral text is for them um i have learned so much about like spirituality and relationship and um just just how much of yoga right and yoga and the church um have in common so i'm pretty sure i shared this story before um i don't remember i like i have a tendency to repeat myself so if i do it's fine um but when i i was when i started my healing journey um 
I've I've done yoga before, but it didn't it didn't feel right in my body, right? Like I am an athlete. I've played basketball. I was a dancer when I was younger. I've done gymnastics. I've played soccer. Um I wanted to play volleyball. But like in gym class in elementary school, like I loved playing volleyball. Um, I hated running in high school, but then as I got older, I started running more to, you know, just kind of relieve stress. Um, and I started running, like I've ran half marathons. I've ran five K's. Like I've just always been mobile. Like I've just always been an athlete. Um, it got to a point where it was just like, all right, like, Now I'm starting to learn about mental health and emotional health and all of those things, right? Um, And I was in another relationship and I started going to therapy because I wanted my, my, my son in therapy. And the therapist was like, oh, well let's like, let's work with you first because, you know, when I work with kids, I like to work with the parent first to really see, you know, where the parent is. And that gives me a better idea of, you know, just how to work with the child and, you know, to work with you both together. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like that makes sense. Right. That's a whole nother podcast episode, by the way. Um, so yeah, like, Come to find out, she was also a yoga teacher. So, you know, just talking about certain things, you know, from my childhood, really diving deep into like some healing work, um, some trauma work, she suggested yoga to me. And for some reason, like, oh, and I, I did yoga lattes. Like it's, it's a, it's a cross between yoga and Pilates So I like, I would take that class faithfully. Like I would get up in the morning, take my son to the little daycare at the gym and go to yoga Lottie's class and then still get on the treadmill and run for like 45 minutes. So I like, like, like moving my body has never been foreign to me. What was foreign to me was the linkage between the somatic work of the body and your mental health, like your emotional health and your spiritual health, right? Like people like to separate all of the parts and all of the things when that doesn't make sense. I don't know how you can like just heal your mental health and not, not tap into your body. That makes no sense to me at all. Um, It Like, I mean, I don't like, and this is coming from somebody that was pretty much like the walking dead. Like I, I was present and I'm pretty sure I was still lovable and laughable and had character and I had, you know, I had friends. I still have some of the same, like I just, but there were moments I would just be thinking to myself, what is this shit called life? Like, what am I supposed to be doing I like what like what is this like what like I don't like I was very blocked off from something um but yeah like it just it like it doesn't make sense to me to just focus on one part of 
you. Like it doesn't, it, like I just, I, like I can't even fathom how that works because everything works together, right? Um, so when I think about like, my spiritual life, right? Um, which I, it's it's not separate, but both and I hate saying but both and it's um, just for the context of like how people view things, right? Your spiritual life, your emotional life, whatever. People like to separate things. So for the context of culture and the way they talk. Um, just to gain better understanding your spiritual life, people only result that to church and religion. It's far more deeper than church and religion. Um, I had to really sit with doing this episode because it's one that the more, like I said, the more I was getting into learning about myself and my own spiritual walk, which is my relationship and connection to God, um, I started to like really like see things and I'm just like, mm. like, mm. like I know a lot of people that practice many different religions. Like I have friends that do not go to church. I have friends that are Muslim. I have friends that are Jewish. I have friends who are Buddhist. I have friends who were once Catholic and found Buddhism. Like I have, I I know a lot of people from all kinds of walks of life. And there's just something that I, I like started to realize was that religion puts a box on us, right? Religion to me, and this is, this is, this is my, these are my thoughts. These are my, like, this is, this is my, my journey, right? Through, um, spirituality and religion. Um, I, I feel like, and if you agree, cool. If you don't, then I'm, you know, cool. Also, um, if this episode is like making you want to say a whole bunch of stuff that is probably not nice, cool. You can turn it off and unfollow me. Um, cause I'm not here to like appease people at all. Like I really enjoy this platform and it was given to me for a reason, Um, and this is an episode that I actually like prayed and meditated about. Like I'm actually doing it at the last minute because I wanted to be, I wanted to make sure that I was coming from a place of education, transformation, awareness, and not a place of like telling people, oh, don't go to church do yoga or don't do yoga, go to church. No, I simply like to look at my journey as a space for people to say, Hey, I can be vulnerable too and find what works for me because what works for me might not work for other people. And that's fine. Right. But what both, and I'm, I know I'm meant to do something that is not normal. Um, And everything that I engage in works for me. So what I've learned um, and what I'm continuing to learn, right, is that there's so many sacred texts, 
right? I consider the Bible, which is the first sacred text that I've ever had access to, um, my platform, my, not platform, my foundation, because that's what I grew up knowing, reading, understanding, and connecting to. What has made it easier for me to, um, to, to live from my heart, like to keep those scriptures on my heart and to really maneuver through the truth of them, right? Of even like who Jesus is and who God is and all the, you know, the biblical stories that keep us in a place of faith and hope and, um, you know, continuing to press forward and understanding that miracles are real and healing is real and, you know, all of those things that there's a divine power, right? So, oh God, this is going to get deep. What has helped me continue to stay in that space um, and grow in that space and grow in my relationship with God through the Bible being my, my sacred, my sacred text is yoga. Yoga means union. Union in yoga means that you are doing postures, allowing yourself to being stillness, to be in stillness and living a life right? Because it's also what we do off of the yoga mat. It's also what we do when we're not sitting in meditation, right? It's what you do when you're actually like moving that yang version of your day, right? When you're moving throughout your day, when you're actually like out living your life, right? Actually like being a part of society is the connection of how you think how you move, and how you connect with your mind, your body, and your spirit. That's it. Um, We can get into like, oh, but like I had somebody message me. Like I do yoga with kids, um, the babies. And I had someone message me and was just like, have you like, have you really done your research? Have you really looked into like I like I I told my kids preschool teacher that I don't want them to do like if they do yoga, do not let my kids do it because it opens up it opens up the body to other gods. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but this this probably, my page probably isn't for you. She's like, well, I just wanted to let you know. And I'm like, in my, and in my mind, I didn't say this to her in my mind. I'm like, sis, I'm going on five years. I got a five, like I'm at 500 hours probably like, and more than that, because I have a lot of different certifications of yoga, like literally walking into my 200 hour, um, I, the first day I asked the question about yoga being considered a religion, um, and its connection to any type of religion. And the lady that was teaching us the, the history of yoga, she's actually, um, oh, I believe she was, uh, not Hindu. She like, she's, she's of, um, 
Indian descent, not Native American, Indian descent. So she is a little bit more close. She's she's close to what that practice is um, and was able to really give us like legitimate history on it. And I felt I felt safe. Right. So there is like the first part of me actually like learning to listen to my body when it comes to stepping out of the comfort zone of church and religion and what Christianity is like all of those things. Right. It's it it was me wanting to go deeper. Right. And yeah, for some people going to church every Sunday and doing things with their church and, you know, um, taking, 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 taking claim to a religion is, um, enough for, you know, enough for them to say, I am in a relationship with God. I'm not here to judge nobody, right? Then there's like that deeper part, right? When you are in prayer, um, that is what also builds relationship, right? Then there's this part meditation. There was a time where like, I didn't even know that meditation was a thing. And once I found out it was a thing, I thought it was like so against Christianity. It was so against like, what we learn in the church. That was another part of me learning, like building my relationship with God and my connection with God because I was learning how to meditate also, right? So prayer is the communication with God, right? That's the, that's the, 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 like you communicate, you're communicating to him, right? The meditation part is you being still and allowing him to communicate to you. So, and I was never, I was never taught that. I, Ashley, love Ashley Lane, was never taught that, right? It was always like, oh, you just got to pray. You just got to pray. You just got to pray. And it's like, after a while, I had to start learning, okay, but like, what does God's voice sound like? You can't really hear what his voice sounds like or what that voice sounds like to you, right? What like, what that distinctive voice and feel, oh my God, it's like, oh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like, if you don't leave space for him to talk to you. Right. Like if like there's always this 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 space where it's like, oh, you just got to pray. You just you just got to pray. You just got to pray. But when are we going to teach people to just sit and be still also? Right. It's like I like and I like you can't like you have like you like. So if we think about like a um, a conversation with two people. If one person is talking all the time and like, so if one person not talking all the time, right? If one person is like asking all the questions and, and talking all the time and like giving information and, um, not even giving information and just like pleading and, you know, the, like all of the, like if one person is only doing all of the talking, 
I'm not even going to call that communication because communication is like a two-way thing. It's even, even when I'm like someone is talking, right? There's communication happening when, when you're talking and someone is making eye contact with you. They're communicating. I hear you. I see you. And I value what you're saying. Right. So when we're in our like when we're in this space of prayer with God, when do we leave space to like now let him talk? Right. Because sometimes there's like this space where it's like, oh, we just pray and keep it moving. There's a difference between like prayer and blessing. Right. Because you can you can um, you can give a prayer that's a blessing. Right. So like thinking about as simple as when we bless our food. Right. We're thanking God for our daily bread. Right. Whereas the difference from that and like prayer like with him is communication with him. Communication is is prayer and meditation. Like you gotta like once you talk, you gotta you gotta be still and listen. You like you gotta be still and listen. And not to say you gotta be there like for two hours. Like it like it's all your preference. You have to do what works for you at the end of the day. Um so yeah, like the the sacred texts um is is a huge like that's been a big thing for me in all of my yoga um trainings, especially my 300 hour. Um cuz we've been we read the Bhagavad Gita um and which led to um, the dark yoga and the dark night of the soul, which is a phenomenal book, phenomenal book. I'm so in love with that book. Like it's, it's doing a lot of healing for me right now. Um, but yeah, like when we read the Bhagavad Gita, I was just like, wow, like there was, there was so much that I could, like off the top of my head, come to a scripture for. And after a while, like I was able to, I was able to come to this place where it was like, okay, we're all saying the same thing, just in a different language, in a different space, in a different way, enough to be able to read it and run with it. Right. Because even in the Bible, it says, write the vision and make it plain so they that read it can run with it. The sacred text is the same thing. The sacred, all sacred texts are like, is that one scripture? Every sacred text that I've ever had access to, like even like African. um, I just got a book on what is it? The Healing Wisdom of Africa. It's a sacred text. Right. So like, like my mind is blown and it's like, I have so much to say and like nothing at all because it's like, like there's there, like people, like when, when people think like think of yoga, for some reason they think of like all this darkness and like these gods and all these different things. And it's like, well, 
there's a lot of different stories that come up, right? Because there's been a lot of different yoga practitioners that have done life-changing things for their town, for their, for their country. That like, that's the long and short of it, right? Um, Martin Luther King is a yogi because of the, 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 the dedication of his dharma, his dharma, your dharma is your work, your soul work, right? So if you ever hear me say, if you've ever been to one of my yoga classes or um, workshops, um, especially ones that I have coming up, if you ever hear me say dharma talk, right? Dharma talk means like there's space for conversation because something that we talk about is gonna ignite your soul's purpose, Something that is being discussed is going to bring healing to you, to you, to your soul and bring revelation and conviction to what, what feels right, what feels good, right? What feels, um, what feels aligned, what's, what's confirming whatever you've been feeling, whatever you've been thinking, whatever you've been manifesting, like what's going to let you know that you're right where you need to be. And I want to do more of those. Like I like I want to do I want to I want to do more of those. I don't think there's enough of them being done. Um even for people that are not in the yoga space, right? Like it's like a book club, right? You like you think of it as a book club. They do them in churches too. My church has done um we do grow groups and I've joined um, a number of them. And there's a book that we read with it. And it's like, of course you go, you go, you go home, you read so much of the book. And the next time we have class again, like we talk about it, that's Dharma talk. Your Dharma is your soul's purpose is what your soul is meant to do your soul's work. So it's like, I think we, I think, I think, (laughs) I think we are like when we limit ourselves to just religion, right? I think that word, something about stuff coming to America just gets like washed. Like it just gets completely washed. It is ghetto over here. Like I've, I'm actively and always looking to move out of the country, just to FYI, because America just washes everything. But, um, like religion, like washes the brain for some reason. And again, this is my opinion, take it or leave it. I don't care. Like it, like it, uh, there, it just comes into this space where it's like, well, you have to be, you have to be this one way. And it's like, well, no, cause I love yoga. I love teaching yoga. I love doing yoga. I love creating like, I, I like yoga has saved my life. My church has also saved my life. Both spaces have allowed me to tap into myself that if I didn't have either or, I don't, 
I don't really know where I'd be. Like honestly, like I, I like I, I have no idea where I would be. I would the Walking Dead um, would have its own. I, like I would have my own show of the Walking Dead. It would like it would be horrible. It would be completely horrible. Like the last I've been at my church that I found on my own because I needed a community that was going to allow me to be me and allow me to tap into what I've always believed was there. And once I, once I've been exposed to what my church has to offer, I felt also safe to, to continue to grow into who I am, right? Like who I am now, I don't, I like never thought I'd be here. Never thought I'd be where I am right now. Seven, maybe like seven, eight years ago, never thought I'd be here. But like, because I'm in a spiritual family that accepts me for who I am and shows me that you were divinely created the way you were created for a reason, right? And I can be that person. I'm able to fully emerge myself into my yoga practice and be free in that, right? I'm full I'm I'm able to fully emerge myself into teaching yoga and talking about yoga and doing all the things that allow me want me to allow yoga to heal my mind and my body and my soul, right? Both and be able and also not both and and also be able to hold space for other people through that. Because like, let me tell you, the church has taught me like my church has taught me that I have spiritual gifting, right? We all have spiritual gifting. Just some of us haven't tapped into them. And that's fine. You will once you once you get to that point of in your healing journey where it's like I'm I'm ready to heal whatever I need to and then the spiritual gift like it's it's there. It's for you. Like we all have the gifting. Some of us just haven't unlocked them yet, right? Um I got rebaptized because um, I got baptized when I was younger. Anybody that's been baptized knows once you become an adult, you probably need to do this again because you ain't really sinned to nothing. You ain't really done nothing to get cleansed when you was little, right? Like it's cute when you little, but when you become an adult, you're like, nah, like I need to like clean my whole entire sin case. Like this suitcase, I need like I need to cleanse this whole entire sin case um (laughs) sorry I don't even know where that came from but it's the truth like anybody that was been baptized as a child we should be doing it again as an adult like like we've got some stuff that we need to like really surrender and give to God and be cleansed of in that space both and we're still safe sinners. So like, yeah, that's a whole nother dance to talk about. Um, but <laughs> so that same night we like, we had a fire night and I felt something within me like, um, re- like, like click. 
like I don't I, I can't I still to this day can't articulate it um I just felt something within me like just click and I've had a thought about like um a spiritual gifting I don't want to say what it is out loud but I had a thought about a spiritual gifting and my pastor then like he was reading um he we were going through a, a scripture i can't even remember what the the story what the scripture was um but we were talking about like spiritual gifting and he said that he was prompted by the holy spirit to help us that night release spiritual gifting and the minute he said that i said what in the world like i just i like i i i I, my reaction was just like did this just really happen so it confirmed for me spiritual gifts that i have and one that was being unlocked because i recommitted myself to god right and I that night received spiritual gifting. Another spiritual gift that I have, I'm able to tap into in my yoga classes. There are many a classes that I have taught where um, I can sense something in the room. Like I can I can pick up on the energy in the room of who's in the room, right? And I try to play it off. Like I really try to play it off. And every time like I, I ask my students, oh, so what are we feeling today? Like I like just try to be real basic and that's really hard for me to be basic. But I'll I'll ask them like, what are we feeling today? How's our body? How's our mind? How's our emotions? Every single time everybody's like, oh, I'm fine. I feel good. I'm fine. I feel good. I'm like, cool. In my head, I'm like, yeah, no. Um, like it's heavy in here or I can look at somebody and know something's off. Like it happened the other day in class. Um, this one girl, super sweet. I could just feel like something like she, like she couldn't, I could feel her shoulders. I can like, I could just feel heaviness in her and Everybody was in Shavasana. Shavasana is the final resting pose um, that you are in after you've done your practice. Um, And the lights are out, blah, 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 whatever, 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 the whole jazz. And when I went to give her shoulder press, I could feel heaviness in her heart. Like it was very, very heavy. And after class... Like I spent a little bit, I spent a little bit of time with her, um, like doing her shoulder press and like kind of cleansing her crown. And after class, you know, I was like, Hey, can you come here for a second? Like she, everybody was in, she was like, Oh, thank you so much. That was a really good class. Everybody was in, I was like, yeah, that was like, no problem. I was like, can you come here for a second? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, whatever you're holding on to, it's okay for you to let go. And she was like, thank you. She was like, I really needed that. I was like, yeah, I was like, it's heavy. I said, but you have permission to release it. And she was like, yeah. She was like, I had a friend that just passed away over the weekend. And 
like I'm really dealing with like a lot of grief. Um, so that's probably what you felt. I was like, yeah, I was like, you have permission to like to release. And she was like, thank you. Thank you. And I was like, is it okay if I give you a hug? She's like, absolutely. And like the hug that she gave me was just like, like it was exactly what she needed. It was like, she just needed the permission to be able to begin her grieving process. So we have to stop limiting spiritual gifting to only be in the church. Because if we only do what we, if we only use what we've been given for the church, we're missing a whole bunch of people that need what the church is supposed to um, birth and build and deploy to go heal the world. Like, I, like, I just, I, I'm, I get tired of like the church rhetoric, um, of like the whole, like everything is supposed to just be for the church. I love my church like so much. Like if my church closes tomorrow and my pastor opens up another church somewhere else, I'm going to that other church. I don't care if I have to fly to where that place is every single weekend to get to church on Sunday. Right. I still do my Sunday thing like because that's how I grew up. I still go to church every Sunday and I try to keep Sundays to be like the days where I just do nothing, like nap all the things because that's how I grew up both. And there's something about like, I like, I just, I love Sundays. Like I love going to church. I love being able to worship. Right. So even when we think about people who praise dance, and when like the spirit hits them and they quicken and they they're, they're dancing and stuff. Why is that any different from me moving in yoga postures? I'll wait. What's the difference? Because all of it is reverence. It's intention. People miss intention. People miss intention. Like I was watching on Instagram earlier. Um, there is uh, this this reel. I love reels. Y'all probably know this by now, but I love reels. There's this reel of a gospel song, one of my favorite gospel songs. It's like you brought me over for every trial. You brought me over for every moment. You see me through. And people are praise dancing. Listen, my feet have caught many a many a beats. Many a beats. Is is that is that genuine though? Like us recording us doing that like it's one thing if somebody like I'm in church like it's in like we're in church and it's happening right um but it's like okay like like when do we when is it show and tell I think that's even why like I've I've kind of gotten to this space where I've stopped recording my yoga practices and putting them on like social media because like somewhere 
somewhere after my 300 hour, I got into the space where it's like, yeah, no, my practice is very sacred to me. Very sacred to me. Um, very sacred to me. Like there's some days, like if I'm playing around and like, just kind of like getting into the space of like practicing and like finessing something because of alignment and the way I want to teach something, then yeah, like I'll probably record it because I'm playing around. But like those moments where I'm really into it, unless like something hits me and it's like, oh, record this because this is going to connect to like something that needs to be healed or something that needs to be said, right? Like everything is intuition. Everything is intuitive practice for me and intuitive teaching. Um, Mostly because like if I try and write stuff down and memorize it, it's not going to work. Like I don't, I don't have the brain space to memorize anything. Um, so three things that I wanted to touch on, um, my three main points. Hello, somebody. If, if, if there's not a pastor in the room doing three main points, um, cause even in yoga, there's like, there's like a sequence of, um, like, like, I, like, I like to take people on a journey. So it's like, we'll do things three times. Right. And then we'll like move, like it will just keep getting higher and higher until we get to like the peak sequence. I call it like my peak sequence, not so much a peak pose, but a peak sequence. And then somewhere in that peak sequence, is where we really find that strength. We really connect with the with the breath and the body and the mind. Like really, really, really drawing attention to like f- like where your thoughts release them and connect to your breath, right? Come back to your breath. That brings me to one of my favorite um, uh, Maverick City worship songs: "Breathe." Just breathe, cause it's a miracle we can breathe. Like your breath, like how many of you are actually breathing properly? (laughs) Yeah. So my first point, and I kind of mentioned this already, is like this prayer verse meditation thing. It's not really a prayer verse meditation. It's prayer and meditation, right? With supplication. Um, prayer is the conversation. Meditation is the alignment and the answer, right? Prayer is you have not because you ask not. Meditation is be still and know that I am God, right? So prayer is I'm coming to you to communicate to you what I need, what I want, what I desire, where I'm at, how I'm feeling, all these things. Meditation is I'm going to be still and allow you to be God. Because you're going to move on my behalf, right? You're going to speak to me, right? And even when you speak to me, I need, I still need to find this space to be still, right? So like me and my best friend D, we're always talking like, we love Jay Shetty. Um, I shouldn't be shouting him out, but I love Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty, if you hear this at all, I want to be on your podcast and I want you on mine. Um, but he meditates for two hours every single day. Imagine the, the level of communication 
from the soul to God and him, like the downloads, OMG, the downloads that he is getting, right? Like it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like you want to talk about communication, like to sit and be in that space, right? For me, sometimes that's sleep. Like if I really just don't know what to do and I've sat here and talked to God and I'm also going to sit here and like be quiet, something is going to be like, girl, go take a nap and I'll go take a nap. I'm going to wake up from that nap and be like, okay, I get it now because the way God talks to me is also in my dreams. My dreams sometimes tell me exactly what it is that needs to be done or how it, how something needs to be done or like what's going, like not what's going to happen, but how things might like will play out or like the, the revelation of something. So like, be still, be still, right? Like communicate, talk to your higher power, whatever you consider your higher power. Um, I think this this next part is the biggest part in its relationship. Um, so what yoga has done for me, and I hear this across the board with other people who are not yoga teachers, but are yoga practitioners, like they are faithful to coming to yoga classes, meditation, um, all the things is that they've built a relationship with their body and it has like yoga has made them so much more calm. It's brought them into a space of like really being able to listen to their intuition and trust their self, trust their gut. Right. And when we get to a space where we can, um, be calm right? You now allow God to be present because you're, you're, you're listening to, like, you're able to listen to your discernment and you're like, the calmer you are, the more you can hear, the louder hit, like God's voice gets right. Um, between yoga and my church, I have learned what my connection with God and the Holy Spirit feel like. Right. So going back to the example of like the student in my class that I was just talking about, I wouldn't have been able to activate that that gifting without the Holy Spirit's assistance. Right. So and it sounds weird to 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 talk to talk about the Holy Spirit and yoga in the same sentence. Um, because to try and articulate what I feel when this happens is really hard. Um, both and like, I know it's real. I know it's real. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for me allowing the Holy Spirit to be present in my life, right. And activating that gift when it needed to also be activated in that room at that time, in that space, at that moment, like, and I, I, was I subbing this class? No, I wasn't subbing this class. This is my regular class. Like who knows 
if that he, like that healing space was created for her because I was obedient and connected. I was obedient to God in my own practice, right? In my own healing, which then allowed me to tap into my spiritual gifting and allowed the Holy Spirit to be present to activate that hope that that particular gifting to help someone heal. And y'all guess what? It didn't happen inside of the church walls. I'm going to pause again. Just going to stop right there. Yeah. No. Like my church is like, what movie is that? I think it's like men in black. I think it's Men in Black. It's a bu- it's a it's a bunch of movies actually. Like my church is my 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 um my camp, right? My church is my camp. My church allows me to be refueled and re- refilled and reminded of who I was created to be. And what I was called to do so that I can leave that space and take my gifting to go out into the world and do what I'm called to do. Because everybody in in the church is meant to do something, just like everybody outside of the church is meant to do something. The responsibility for the people inside of the church is to also help lead those people to find that dharma, to find that divine calling, to find their divine selves, right? You'll hear me say this over and over again, probably on multiple episodes in every workshop and every teacher, like every class, like you're just, it's just my thing now, right? Is it your true self or your trauma self? Is it your divine self or your broken self, right? Like, it like the church is is a hospital it's also like not your ba- it's not the battlefield it's 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 the place where i don't know anything about like the army and stuff but it's their camp where they go to get to get refilled by their leader and go out into the world get the training get everything that they need and be deployed out into the world to go heal, to go, like, the world is the battlefield. The world is the battlefield. Even what you do in your own sacred space, right? Like the the movie um, War Room, right? Like, you have, like, there has to be some type of space where your relationship is so sacred with the divine that in your space, like, there's people, like, and I don't let people just in my house, but my best friend comes over here And like every time she's just like, ooh, like I feel like it feels good in here. Like the energy in here feels good. And my house looks crazy right now. When she came over here the other day and was like cozy and comfy. And I was just like, girl, it's messy in here. She's like, I don't care. It feels good in here. Like because I have set the tone. God is here. He's like his presence, like he's, he's left his mark here. So even if he has to go and take care of somebody else, even though he's omnipresent, he's always here everywhere. Right? Like 
his presence is never, it's, it's never not here because I've communed with him so much, right? Even the space where my yoga mat and where, like where my, my workspace and my yoga mat is, it's all the same thing for the purpose that it needs to be. And like, like that's where, that's where this, that's where, that's where God's energy is. Like God has his own energy, right? Like even this, like the sound ohm, I struggled with that. I like, I struggled with that because it was like, it was always linked to, you know, a religion. And as I did my own research, if you at night, when it's very quiet out, just be very still and allow yourself to be very still. You can hear Om. Om is a universal vibration of God. Om is God's vibration within the universe. Whew. Like I want to, like, like this is meant to challenge people, right? And not challenge to be a rebel, but to challenge, like, just like what you say and what you, what you do. Like, I'm not here to change anybody's beliefs about anything, right? I've like, I've had people who call me friend say to me that, oh, like they would never do that yoga thing because their pastor tells them, tells them that it opens up devils and demons. It, it opens up the demon spirit. And I was just like, well, no, that's not really what it is. However, yoga will expose you to your own, your own ego and it will expose you to your own spirit. So that's a conversation you need to have with your spirit and your God, period. Like, I, like, I, like, it's, it's, I'm in a space where it's just like, can we stop making these things separate? Because like a lot of people that I know, there's maybe like one person that I know that is a yoga teacher or like, and a, a practitioner that is like, maybe very still stuck in ego. Most of everybody that I know that practices yoga and or teaches on a regular, I've never had the most vulnerable and authentic conversations and was able to like really just be me in those spaces. And that has been a hard thing for me to find. A hard thing for me to find. Even in the midst of me like, building and and really learning and understanding myself when I got around people that felt familiar and I didn't know them for for longer than 20 minutes I'm like man man and there's people that I know who've been in church their whole entire lives and they're mean they're so mean they're so stuck in ego so stuck in ego so stuck in ego like it it's painful like and and again like I'm not I'm not here to change anybody's beliefs like 
my friend Miriam, who I met in Peru over the summer, me and her did a dope episode that will be released um, next week. Um, she's Muslim. Like, we talk about her experience with, you know, getting into yoga and what that was like, you know, being Muslim and then what what that Muslim religion looks like. It Like, the overarching goal is for us to just build a relationship, right? And all of us have to have to figure out what that relationship looks like. It's literally just like marriage here on earth with your spouse, the relationships that we have with physical people, right? Everybody's relationship is different. What works for them might not work for somebody else. So why do we, like, why do we feel like spirituality, like relationship with God has to be this one way? Like we, we condemn people for what they do. Like I burn sage. First of all, I like how it smells. Second of all, there's a lot of history behind it. Third of all, for all my BIPOC people, check your ancestors. That's all I'm going to say. Like, check your ancestors, your ancestry. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of like spiritual rituals that have been done for so long that somehow we forget that they existed, that they were, they're a part of our culture. A lot of spiritual practices are a part of culture. They're a part of like our lineage. So, you know, like it's, it's deep. Like this, this, this can go, this can go, this can go deep. And it can go left. I'm like not trying to do that much of either or. But like, like I want to go deeper into this. I really do. Like, I think one of my things that I want to bring to more yoga teacher trainings are, you know, looking at sacred texts because the Bible and the Bhagavad Gita and Panjali's um, yoga sutras literally I can find the same thing, just different verbiage, just different verbiage. And that doesn't like it, like, but all three of those sacred texts are going to work for three different people. I'm just grateful that I'm able to look at the Bhagavad Gita and look at the sacred, um, and I mean, look at yoga sutras and be like, wow, this scripture in the Bible speaks to this and this, but they're just saying two different things. Like we gotta, we gotta be better with our vocabulary too and understanding like language, right? Like language, that's communication. That's communication in itself. Like, are you going to keep talking to me the same way? Especially if I don't understand something Like, are you going to take the time to find the language to help me understand what it is that you want me to learn? That's literally what that is. (sighs) Y'all, I'm getting really hyped because like this is, I don't know, I, I didn't realize this was so passionate to me until like this past summer, um, yeah, like, I, like that's, 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 that, like, that's on my list of, like, things to add into a teacher training is 
the sacred text and really understanding what that is like and we got to look at our our ancestral history also like sacred text from africa um Miriam talks about that on her episode too. We, we like we pre-recorded that, so I'm not gonna give away her episode. It's really, really good, really good. It was so much fun. Um, yeah. So coming back to my second point, um, connection, right? Sacred space, also, right? Like I talked about that just a, a little bit just now. Like the church, my church is a sacred space. I don't invite nobody to church with me because that's how sacred it is to me. It's the same with my house and my, and and like in my space. I like, I like it's sacred to me. It's very sacred to me. That's probably not a good thing. Like, I don't know it because they say, you know, invite people to church. I don't, (laughs) My church is very sacred to me. And so is my yoga practice. Like, because of what they've done for me. What, they, what they've what they done for me. If it wasn't for both of these things, I don't really know who I would be. Um, yeah, yoga is connection. It's the connection of mind, body, and spirit. It's the connection of past, present, and future. It's the connection of, cause like in this present moment, you are living in the present, right? Like in this present moment, you've already lived in the past and the future. Yeah. 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 It's the energetic body, the, the, the physical body and the spiritual body. Right. Even when you think about healing, when you, when you like go through certain emotions, okay. Crying is like the one, the one very like apparent thing that the body is releasing when emotions come up. Right. Um, but think about like those big, those big traumas, right? Like car accidents that you've been in or like other, like other things that have happened. I don't really want to sit here and rattle off like all these different traumas cause that's triggering. Um, but like when you think about like your own traumatic experiences, right? Like think about like someone I know has been in a domestic violent relationship like before I was even born And even now to this day, you walk in a room and they, you know, they know you're in the house, but you walk in the room or come close to them or like try and like go fix their hair. They jump. That's like, that's, that's that somatic body that is still triggered from that. Like you have to heal those things. There's things that lay underneath the surface of the body, the somatic body, the book, um, the body keeps the score. The body keeps the score of everything. This container keeps score of everything, everything that we've been through. So you have to give yourself permission to do something to move your body, right? Because what ends up happening is what you don't heal manifests into an ailment. 
what you don't emotionally heal can manifest into a health ailment because it's all connected. Like, like everything is connected. Like we really, like we really try to disconnect the body and make everything very separate. And that's not really how that works. Like, so yeah, that, that's not how that works at all. Um, the third thing is clarity clarity on spirits that do not align. There's a difference between attacks and um, test. There's a difference between attacks and there's a difference between... There's a difference between attacks and test, right? So when you build relationship with God... You built relationship with your body. You built relationship with your mind. You built relationship with your spirit, right? When you are fully connected three into one, right? You have now connected this whole entire body to experience this whole entire experience. You're able to discern, okay, am I still in a cycle, right? And this space is a test for me or am I... being um or am i like being attacked because there's a difference there's a huge difference an attack you'll know when you're being attacked i don't even know how to explain that i really don't i don't know how to explain that a test though like you're going to repeat something that you have been through before like you'll keep repeating it until you get to a place where it's like yeah I don't I think I'm done with this like I think I'm done with this 12 12 yeah like like you like and then at that point it's like okay now you start to do the healing work and really getting to a place of trusting your intuition um there's the the attack is different though I Mm, I don't know how to explain that. The attack is different. Um, so I recently joined a ministry at my church. Um, I don't want to say what the ministry is out loud either. Um, and the minute I joined the ministry, like there were certain things in my work um, that was like not working. Like it was being, like it was being attacked. So it was like the podcast episode that I did um, on grief with Miss, with Miss Liz last month, right? Like that was, that's a clear attack. Cause it was like, whatever happened for that to happen, if that was a, like the, what would normally have happened for that episode to get messed up, like the internet went out, but the way the internet would normally have went out is if my phone died because I use my hotspot, whatever. Um, my phone didn't die. Like when that happened, like it, like my phone didn't die at all. So it was like, okay, whatever, whatever it is that we're talking about, like in, in conjunction with me saying yes to, whatever this thing is that I had, that I felt convicted to say yes to, like that amongst some other things started to attack my work. Like even down to like attacking my mind 
and my energy, like putting me in a space to where like I'm questioning if I should get up and go to something I need to go to or questioning if um, like a voice will come to me and tell like, oh, well, this actually happened. A voice came to me one time and told me, no, you need to just go home. You don't you don't you don't like you're not ready for to do this. You, you just need to go home. But because of my connection and my relationship with God, I was able to discern that that was a voice that was trying to attack me and push me away from God's purpose. Instead of the voice of God, right? The voice that I recognize God to be to push me forward. Like that, that attack was also a test because whatever I was already feeling that voice came in to try and confirm that. And I was just like, well, wait a minute. Like, you're not even the right voice I'm supposed to be listening to. Like, after a few minutes, I was just like, wait, well, who are you? Like, that's not, that voice don't even sound right. Right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we got to get clear. There's a lot of stuff in the in the atmosphere and in the world right now that is like trying to attack our clarity in the voice that we're supposed to hear. Um. It's it's a weird energy right now, even. Um. So, allow yourself to. Do the things that allow you to connect and build relationship with God. Again, I'm not saying that yoga is for, you know, that is yoga for everybody. Although yoga is for everybody, everybody's body. Um, Because that's not even the part of yoga that I was talking about in this episode, which... I find kind of crazy because that's what, that's what every, like when people say to me, isn't yoga just stretching? Like I cringe because it's like, if you say that out loud one more time, it's so much deeper than that. It's intention. What's your intention? Where's your mind? I've had people even like say to me in like conversation when they find out I'm a yoga teacher Yeah, man, I tried yoga one time and it was hard. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, what was hard? And in my mind, I'm saying, I know what was hard. You couldn't drop your ego. And they were like, yeah, like it was just like, it was hard. Like it really challenged me to just like drop my ego. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Because everybody thinks that yoga is just like, oh, I could just do all this stuff. But it's like you do it in a room full of people and now you're trying to compete. And that's not even what it is. So yeah, I'm gonna get off my soapbox now. Um, cause I can talk about, I can talk about this forever. Um, but I'm not going to on here. If you would love a deeper dive into a conversation like this, um, just stay tuned because, um, I'm planning, um, some workshops, um, some Dharma talks, some conversations to really talk about, um, the other side of yoga that people may know but miss. Um, yeah, that that spiritual connection. Um, but even like I said, like the 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 connection between the sacred texts. Um, 
Yeah, so I love sure. it here. Like I love, I love all of this. God is amazing, and I love, I love that He's chosen me to do this work. Um, Sounds right. So yeah, like I, I like, I love God. I love Jesus. I love yoga. <laughs> I love my church. I love all the things that have made me the woman that I am today and the woman that I continue to grow into. Um, both have saved my life in so many ways that I, like, I'm in this space of reflection right now and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, like, there's, there's, even if, like, I can't even say out loud, even if I, like, as a disclaimer for people who don't believe in God, like, even if I, like, there's, there's, like, I don't, I, like, my own strength is not enough. It's not enough. And when people tell me you're so strong, I'm just like, bro, if you only knew, if you only Sounds knew, right. like, if you only knew. My yoga practice allows me to heal. Yoga heals me on a day-to-day basis. Even when I'm teaching, I'm able to teach from an authentic place and really give healing to other people, right? And I gain healing from my church because it's there's such a place. It's such like the the space is is it it allows me to just lament it allows me to release it allows me to rejoice it allows me it like it allows me to do all the things that allow me to move out into the world and do the work that i know i'm meant to do so um it's my post yeah it's my post the yoga studio is my post too like both 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 are my sanctuaries um and i'm grateful for both so don't allow anybody to tell you um what is right and what is wrong for you to tap into your connection with the divine and to really tap into the divine version of you your authentic self right because all of us are called to to build relationship different um all of us are called to heal different because god knows how he created his people right even even when they've strayed and they've 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 allowed like their pain to become part of their care. God knows all of these things, but there's always going to be somebody that comes on, like that goes through it and comes out on the other side that can come back and reach those people. God knows what he's doing with you. So you are wonderfully, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that is not just for that that scripture is not just for people in the church god made all of us fearfully like he had no fear in how he created you to be 222 the confirmation he had no fear sounds right and he made you wonderful like sit on that 
the you that you are right now, even if you've questioned, like, you know, if you've strayed from your family's religion and all of those things, your church, like all of those things, God still made you without fear. He knew what he was doing when he created you. He formed you in your mother's womb before you was even, like he, he formed you before you even hit her womb. Bro, sis, like, like I'm in awe sometimes when I think about those things. So it's like, how can, if, if, if I believe that God made me with no fear in his heart of who he knew I was going to be, and he made me wonderful and he formed like he created all of these things about me and like handpicked all of these things about me before he even sent me to my mother's womb why would i allow people to condemn me for how my relationship is built with him why would i allow people to like even put me in a place to question that like I am a like I've been my body has been active in movement since I was little like my dream when I was a little girl was to go to Juilliard and become a lawyer at the same time why like I wanted to go to Juilliard and be a dancer and go to law school and I'm doing that. I'm just not dancing and I'm not in law school, but I'm, I'm, I'm bringing justice Sounds and healing good. to people through, through somatic body work, yoga. I'm healing more than just their body. I'm healing their soul. I'm heal like I'm, I'm helping them. I'm helping them with God's grace because of how he made me sit on some of that for a minute sit on some of that for a minute right build that relationship with the divine find out what you're meant to do yeah yeah sit in prayer and talk to him he won't judge and then be still and let him be god let him talk to you you're his child we are all god's children all God's children. So, yeah. Yeah. This was an interesting episode. I hope, like, I feel like I might have got tongue-tied somewhere in there, but I hope it was, um, I hope it helped something. I hope it helped something. I just want people to be free in their relationship with God. Um, because once you once you're free in your relationship with him then you're able to surrender then you're able to be obedient to what you're hearing because now you've built connection that's so deep that when you hear something when you feel something you're convicted by it and conviction is not always a bad thing right we have to we have to stop putting such negative connotations on words also right like oh the 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 peace peace the peace the peace it's 
I love yoga. I love God. I love Jesus. I love my church. <laughs> I love all the things. And I love you all for free. Namaste. Soundstripe. Soundstripe. One of my most favorite self-care regimens is to take long baths. Like I've literally just redecorated my whole entire bathroom to bring home my own spa experience. One of my favorite things to add are body scrubs. CB Soap and Candle Co. have the most amazing body scrubs. Like they're made with pure love, so much love, leaving my legs and my body and just everything feeling so good, like pure silk, like I've just renewed my whole entire body. Enjoy spa quality products in the comfort of your own home with CB Soap and Candles, Candle Co., Go to cbsoapandcandleco.com and use code VOTB, all caps, to get 10% off your order. So my last order, which I need to order more, that I made was Coco Cashmere, which is like, you want to go back into the black and white Hollywood films and feel like diamonds and pearls like Coco Cashmere does that at least for me the smell the smell is so like beautiful like the smell is gorgeous and it's really like the smell is really really nice for that transition into the fall right like that real grounding space um like a nice sandalwood but my fave, which I wish I brought like thousands of them, was passion fruit, guava, and mint. I brought passion fruit, guava, and mint when like around the spring summer time when we're in that nice transition from spring into summer. Sis, ma'am, sir, guy, all of y'all. Passion fruit and guava. First of all, I love, I love guava. I love guava. There's like this nice dance that the guava and mint do with like the passion fruit. And it's, 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 it's beautiful. It's refreshing. The mint is very refreshing. And then just the smell of fruit. It smells like fresh fruit with mint. Like your whole shower, your whole bathroom still smells like it afterwards. These scents are so authentic. You can feel the love and the time that was made in curating these products and how thoughtful the pairing is. It's so beautiful. So, so beautiful. So go to CB Soap and Co. Candle Co. Excuse me. Go to cbsoapandcandleco.com and use the code VOTB, all caps, to get 10% off your order.